Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Guys, I'm looking for, to the show that's for you and it's about you. Those of you who work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you now. You want that freedom, that cash flow, that prosperity today, not 30 or 40 bazillion years from now, but right now to live that life that you love, doing what you love with those that you love. And most importantly, guys, it's not just about having that comfort and getting out of the rat race, but it's also about creating a life of meaning and purpose and creating a ripple effect through the lives of others, whether it be through your family or your community. Guys, thank you for allowing me to create a ripple effect for you. I appreciate you guys binging and sharing and doing all that you do. Hey, as a reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. Lots of great info on there, as well as a free ebook of Beyond Rice and Beans that you can download for free today. So check it out. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. So guys, I got a special guest here that I thought was just so fascinating. In fact, I remember when somebody pitched them to me, I said, hey, I, one, I want to be on a show, but two, I want to have them on my show. So, And I get pitched daily. So I was like really excited to, to get Kent Ritter here with us. I'll give you a little background on Kent Ritter. He is a multifamily investor and he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's the managed director of Virgin Held Asset Management, which is a multifamily private equity firm with over $1.4 billion in assets under management. That's billion, not million, but billion. Uh, his skill set is really as an operator that draws from a successful career as a management consultant and a startup owner. Now, he applies his skill set to transform apartment buildings and create modern, affordable housing for America's workforce. Uh, his career has been driven to really desire to free his time and his focus of being a great husband and father with his three kids. So he's just starting out. He's only got those three. I know he, he can't compete with my eight, but he's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, but again, he's got that financial freedom through real estate investing. And, that, and that's a big thing I want to talk about. Uh, he's also got his podcast. We'll definitely have him promote that as well. I want you guys to check that out as well as his website, KentRitter.com, that we'll also mention here today. So, Kent, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. Glad you to bet. be here. Yeah, man. Like, So tell us this: what got you down this path. I mean, obviously, you've been an entrepreneur, but given you to be this multifamily investor, creating financial freedom for yourself, what, what was that path to get there and what drove you that, that direction? Yeah, for sure. So you, know, you mentioned in my bio that I was a management consultant prior to, to this kind of second career. And, and as part of being a management consultant, you know, I started uh, my own management consulting firm, well, my, me and several partners. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, we decided it was time to sell that business. And so selling that business, I had some capital and I didn't know where to put it next, mm -hmm. really. And I knew I didn't want to have it all in stocks because I yeah. was a pretty active stock investor at the time, but, but I knew I didn't want to have all my eggs in one basket. So I started looking for alternatives and I started doing a lot of research and looked at a bunch of different ways of investing, but just fell in love with real estate. It felt like there were just 
so many pros to investing in real estate from the tax savings, the, the, the ability to have cash flow and appreciation at the same time and the same investment. Just all these things decided that real estate was where I wanted to focus. And then I really started out as a passive investor, investing with others and deploying that capital into deals with other sponsors. Awesome. Man. Yeah. So, and now, I mean, you're doing like, you're not just doing like little ones and twosies stuff. I mean, you're doing massive uh, complexes. You're not, you're, you're kind of knocking out of the park here. I mean, how'd you even yeah. gain that experience to go that direction? Yeah. Well, so I started out as a passive investor, but, but yeah. I had, I always had the intention of wanting to be, wanting to be an apartment owner, wanting to do this actively. Right. And, and it originally yeah. started people come into your life at the right time, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes. And I had a conversation that really changed my perspective because when I was first, I was like, okay, I know I don't want to do single families because I did the math on that. And it was like to reach the level of income and wealth that I wanted to reach. Like that was way too many houses to have to go out and purchase. Yeah. It would take a really long time. So I was like, okay, multifamily, a lot of benefits there, a lot of doors under one roof, right? Mm -hmm. But my idea was, okay, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a multifamily property. I'm going to go buy a 50 unit, let's say, right? Yeah. And I happened to have a conversation with somebody right around that time who was an experienced real estate investor. And they said, okay, great. So you go out and buy that 50 unit then what? What do you mean? Then I run it and it gives me cash flow and blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, but you didn't want all your eggs in one basket in the stock market. You're going to put all your eggs in one basket in one property. And right. then you have no ability to grow because all your money's tied up in that one property. And I was like, light bulb moment. Wow. You're exactly right. So what should I do? And then he introduced me to real estate syndications, which is really just the idea of pooling money together with other people and going and buying bigger and better assets than, than yeah. we could on our own. Right. And right. allowing me to not put all my money in one one property, but to spread my money around because I'm working with other people too and, and have that diversification. So, so that really was a light bulb moment for me, but I knew that at that point I didn't know enough to go out and feel comfortable taking other people's money to go invest mm -hmm. in a deal. I hadn't even owned one myself. Yeah. So I started out as a passive investor. I started out finding several, you know, several people that were syndicating several sponsors. And in 2016, I invested in 10 deals with about uh, six different sponsors. Wow. And I used that as kind of my next level of education to understand this business and how it works and how the syndication yeah. model works and, and how people buy properties and improve them. So at that time I was reading a ton. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts, but that's kind of like the beginning of the education. And then the next yeah. level was really getting behind the curtain in some of these deals mm -hmm. and being able to get face-to-face -face with sponsors and say, okay, well, why do you do that? Why do you do this? Why do you pick that type of debt versus this type of debt? Why do you pick to improve that and not do this? Right. And ask those questions. And that became really more of a partner great. in the deal, right? Exactly. And that was really yeah. a great experience for me. So that was really what allowed me to, to eventually in 2019, after doing that for several years, feel comfortable that, man, the stuff I'm hearing now, I'm understanding. Like I get the strategy, right? Like, like when I go to conferences and I hear people on stage, I know what they're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And I've seen multiple examples of how operators operate successfully. So it gave me the confidence to say, okay, I think I can do this on my own. And that's when I went out and started actively syndicating my own deals. I love it, man. So the title of this show is how to passively invest like a pro. And you're kind of talking about your path of how you started doing that, even to become now more of an active investor. What would you advise people to do? Because most people listening right now want to be passive investors, yeah. but they obviously want to get better results than I know some of them are trying to do on their own. They're thinking they're doing great with a five, 6% return. And we're like, that's horrible. Right. You know, right. What would you recommend to help people become better passive investors? 
Yeah. I mean, it start, I think there's two key things and you're right mm-hmm. on my show. That's really what we try to focus on it. One is you got to educate yourself just because you're a passive investor doesn't mean it, it's totally passive. Yeah. You have to take the time to educate yourself in the thing that you're investing in, right? You have mm-hmm. to have a level of education so that when you're looking at investment opportunities, you know what's good and what's crap and you can vet out the crap, right? That's what's really important. And there's plenty of it out there too. And there's plenty of it out there. I see, I still invest passively and I get a lot of deals and I see a lot of deals and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole, but but somebody is, somebody is. So one, you got to educate yourself. Two, you have to develop a network because mm-hmm. one of the biggest mistakes I made early on when I was dipping my toe in the water of real estate was I went out to a crowdfunding site that was kind of fairly new. It was probably 2015 and I picked a deal to invest in with doing no due diligence on my own, just trusting that the site was doing some sort of due diligence. I didn't even know what to do at that point, but I made an investment and fast forward, I lost all that money because the sponsor, he did some things he wasn't supposed to do. He committed some fraud and everybody was out their money on that deal. And, you know, I look at it now, it was a lesson learned, painful lesson learned, but a good lesson because what it taught me was, you know, the problem with with that approach is one, you're starting with the deal first, right? In those sites, you're going through and you're looking and you're just finding a deal. Well, the deal is like the third or fourth thing you should actually be looking at right. when you're trying to make like the specific apartment you're buying. It's like mm-hmm. the third or fourth thing that you should look at when you want to make an investment. And the other thing is because I just went out to the site, I hadn't even talked to the sponsor. I had no relationship with the sponsor whatsoever. So how can I really know if that's a person of integrity? And it turned out right. that they weren't. And shame on me. So I'm saying all this because I think it starts with the sponsor first and and you have to network. If you want to invest in real estate and you want to do it passively, you have to network with people like myself, other people that are out there doing it, that are doing this. You got to build a relationship. You got to build a rapport and you at least have to have that conversation, that gut check. Is this somebody that I trust, right? Is this somebody that I think has integrity and is going to act in the right way when things go wrong? And so it starts there. And then, and so it really, the process of deciding on an investment really starts with the sponsor. Mm-hmm. And then from the sponsor, I'd say, then it goes to, okay, are they in the right markets? Or do they understand the sub markets? And then it goes down to the actual property and the deal itself. So that's why yeah. I said, it's like the fourth thing you should really be looking at. Right. Exactly. I've said that to my clients so many times, obviously, like we always look for passive deals and connecting mm-hmm. to those kind of people. And, and that's one of the biggest things I say is, you know, the deal has got to make sense, right? That's a given, but when you look at a performa, everything looks amazing. They all have 17, 18% IRR or something like that. Like who's going to put a performa out that looks bad? I know. (laughs) Every deal that's ever been underwritten is also conservatively underwritten too. Yeah. Every single deal. So like you see those things and to to that end, it's why you have to do your own research and know what makes sense and what doesn't, right? So like if you're looking at at rent growth projections and they're projecting that rent is going to grow at a 5% clip for the next five years, Mm -hmm. is that likely or is that unlikely? Well, what has rent grown historically? Right? Mm-hmm. How has rent grown historic? And if it hasn't grown at 5% for the last five years, what's going to make it do that for the next five years? Right. And you better have right. the sponsor or you better have a way to answer that question. But I think that's where people get into a lot of trouble with performance. Like our head of underwriting has a great quote, and I use it all the time. He said, you know, every performa is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's either wrong in a good way or it's wrong in a bad way. Right. Because when you're creating that pro forma, you have the least information about the property that you will ever have, right? So it's just, it's your educated guess, but you can make Excel say anything you want. And then it's got to be anchored in reality. And I think that's where you got to do your education to make sure that you can anchor expectations in reality. 
that's where it comes back to that saying, figures don't lie, but liars figure. Right. That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> that's why I tell people like the who is in a lot of cases almost more important than the what versus the deal. What is the deal? But who is in the deal? How, what's their track record? What happens in stressful situations? What have they done in the past? Like that to me is that's huge right. is when things go wrong, do that, does their integrity hold? Because my experience has been that whenever pressure's on, the real person comes out, like the 100%. real person you're stressed. And, and that's the person you need to understand and know, see if that your money's going to be safe. 100%. I, in an ideal world, you could see how every syndicator reacts in an airport when their flight gets delayed. Because <laughs> that's when you really see the best and worst of people. Because I spent so a lot true. of time flying as a management consultant and, and you see people just totally lose their minds. And so I think I always just think that's like, like a great litmus test for society. But yeah, I mean, we're going down this path around kind of the syndicator is the most important thing, right? That person. Mm -hmm. And so there's um, there's a document I just created that I think would be helpful to people kind of in the same vein. It's yeah. the top four things that you should look for in a syndicator before investing. And it really comes from my own experiences, but it also comes from my podcast. I ask everybody the question, I'm like, what's one question you should ask your deal sponsor before investing? And I've, I've aggregated those for like the first 40 episodes and the things that bubbled to the top were really, and I kind of switched it to say, okay, well, in asking those questions, what are you trying to vet out? And really the top four things are, I think integrity, you want to vet out track record. You want to vet out that they have skin in the game, like in that deal, yeah. they have money. Yes. And then, but then also just more globally financial means because yeah. they need to have, as a syndicator, you need to have a certain level of financial means to one, know that you're not just living off the fees on the deal because that's a misalignment of interest, right? If you're just trying to do deals to get fees mm -hmm. versus putting investors in good deals. But but two, to have the war chest in case things do go wrong, right? Mm -hmm. In case we do hit a recession and you got to float through the deal for the next 11 to 16 months yeah. to until you get to the other side, right? So I think those four things are extremely important. I totally agree. And where can they actually get that document? Because I know that's invaluable information to have right there. Yeah, you can go to my website. It's kentritter.com. So it's just my name. And if you go to the website, you'll get a delightful little pop-up, which will offer you the document and you can download it. Awesome. And I imagine they can get, learn more about you as well, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's my home base. So you, you can learn more about me. You can learn about my podcast. I've got some resources for passive investors like FAQs, like like the questions I get asked often, yeah. uh, terminology, because terminology can be one of the biggest barriers, uh, mm -hmm. being able to, to feel comfortable making an investment. So I'm trying to just add some resources for folks to help make it easier for people to, to make these investments. Because I, I do feel that they're the best way to safely build wealth. Yes, I definitely agree. And that's the thing is like, I know a lot of these people here want to be, and you can't do it just, you can try to do it actively, but it's so nice, especially if you're starting out to do it passively, learn the ropes, learn if you even want to do it active and just take that path. So yeah, I mean, you got to love it, right? Like, like yeah. I love it. I do. I really enjoy finding the deals and mm -hmm. underwriting them and like finding that diamond in the rough, right? Uh -huh. And like yeah. building out the vision for what it can be and then seeing it develop. But if you're not as into it, like as I am, then yeah, you should think twice about if it's something you really want to do actively because you can get great returns passively. And yeah, and I still invest passively. I invest passively in deals like industrial deals in mm -hmm. senior housing deals, like places that are not my core competency. And so it's still, I mean, diversifying is always the way to win. And I'm one of those passive investors. I'm one of those people like I looked at doing the things actively and I said, nope. Not for me, you know, yeah. that's perfect, See? you know, like <laughs> I'll be the passive investor. I'll do it that way. And plenty of ways, great freedom there. But yeah, like you said, like if you're going to do it, do it because you love it. And then 
yeah, there's plenty of people in their core area of expertise you can leverage too. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kent, really appreciate your time today. It was good, good information. Everybody, I recommend go to kentritter.com. We got the the link in the show notes as well. But go there, get that information because that you've got to have those questions. You got to know why you're asking questions and what you're looking for, especially. Mm-hmm. So I know that's where he goes into more detail there. And definitely check out his podcast too. You know, not just because I was on it because that made it (laughs) just a little bit more awesome, but it's a great podcast. And as you know, Kent's an amazing guy too. So again, it's one thing to just listen to these podcasts. It's nothing to do something about it. So go visit the website, check it out and act on this information so you can create the freedom yourself. So everybody make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you around. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Now.